Would you please stand for the family's entrance? Thank you.
Good morning. Welcome to West Irving in our day of celebration and celebration of life for Jim and Helen Boyd. This is a day of remembrance to honor, to honor Jim and Helen. And I know the family wants to tell you that they're so thankful that you're here today to uh, show your respect. If you would, would you pray with me? Lord, we, we come today with thanksgiving in our hearts. We meet to celebrate Jim and Helen's life. A life of preaching and teaching and, and servanthood. Jim and Helen showed us an example of Christian living and always quick with a smile and an encouraging word and, and showing brotherly love. Father, we, uh, we've lost this couple and we will miss them so greatly in our church and leadership. And the family has lost such a wonderful cornerstone. But Father, we, we celebrate we celebrate with the angels, a couple who lived and served in life together and now will walk in eternity together. The race of life has ended and the reward they worked so hard for and dreamed to achieve begins. The walk with their Savior on the streets of gold and filled with joy. How could we ask for anything more for this couple? Father, I do pray, I do pray for peace for this family at this great loss, just to bless them and help them in, uh, in this time of, uh, of struggle. The loss is great. The loss is great. But joy can be found in the works left behind, and the promises received, <clears throat> and the promises received as their race in this life has been completed. Lord, we love Jim and Helen, and Father, we know that you love them also. So we thank you so much for them and their lives. And we ask all of this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. On behalf of the West Irwin Church of Christ family, and uh, which dearly, dearly loves and misses Jim and Helen Boyd, and on behalf of their loved ones that are gathered here today, 
We welcome those that are watching online as we live stream this as well. And uh, we share thoughts of comfort and prayer with all of the family and close friends that are watching online as well as all of those that have attended here today. On behalf of the family, we appreciate your presence and all of your acts of kindness and the encouragement that you have shared with this family. This morning we have um, appreciated the military service that, um, that Jim has, has in his history and so many others that are here today who have done the same. This week especially, over these last several days, we say thank you. And we want you to know that your loved ones that are in the service, men and women who defend the freedoms of not only our country but of others around the world, uh, we say thank you and we say we pray for you. Today we honor Jim and Helen and we remember them and we uh, remember two wonderful lives that have been lived in such a great way honoring and serving our country, loving and being a great example to their family, and loving and serving the Lord, his word, and his church. And we are very grateful that they have been a part of our church family. They have been such a blessing. Today we will have hymns uh, sung congregationally. We encourage you to join in uh, with those as uh, Rusty leads us. We will hear uh, from the family, from Jim Jr., uh, as well as three of our ministers, uh, Donnie Carnathan, who will share comments related to Jim and Helen's wonderful service in our benevolent ministry and in so many other uh, ministries here. Another one of our ministers, Davey Carter, will be sharing some reflections that he has gathered from our uh, church members, our church family, uh, that have shared such wonderful memories and uh, I will close out our, our service uh, with a few thoughts from Scripture, and then we will be dismissed. Uh, we'll dismiss the family, first of all, and allow them to go to our Family Life Center, and you are welcome to join uh, them there uh, as well after our service is concluded uh, today. Let's bow for just a moment. Father, what a blessing it is to see lives well-lived lives of sacrifice, lives of service, lives of love, lives of joy. And so today, Father, we pray that you would bless our gathering, whether here in person or online. And we ask, Father, that you would remember the promise of your Son that he gave us in the Beatitudes and that you would comfort those who mourn today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Falling. 
I have the privilege of talking about Jim and Helen and their work at the Benevolent Center. I want to start out with a passage that I really believe describes these two wonderful and beautiful saints. Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. He says, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not let you use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. I look back a little bit on Jim and Helen's life, and both of them served as teachers. Their, their work with our Young at Heart group, they led that work for many years. The, the cards that were sent, they were encouragers. They were faithful worshipers. They were prayer warriors. I remember Jim vividly. At, we had a, for a while, we were doing a 24-hour of, of prayer uh, and we had people up here at the church praying through a whole day, praying for different needs. And Jim would always come that last session at 6 o'clock, and we would get to pray together. Now, I also have to say that after we would pray, we would go to breakfast. <laughs> so I don't know if Jim was there to pray so much as breakfast, but Jim was truly, truly a prayer warrior. Plus, the friendship that he gave and Helen, too, they were just treasured members here. I want to talk how they got started. Years ago, it was probably four to five years ago, Jim came to me one day. He says, yeah, Donnie, I want to help. I want to help you over there. He says, I want to go help pick up food. And I looked at him. I mean, that's the hardest thing we do over there. We, we pick up anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 pounds of food every week, you know, and and here was Jim, he had a bad back, and he says, I, I want to help, let me help. I says, well, well, come on, Jim, I'd love to have you. And so he came. He never complained about the bending over, the stooping, or the lifting. I, he got him a box cutter. That was one of the things I told him, Jim, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to have to get you a box cutter. He got him a box cutter. He was so proud of that box cutter. He brought, <laughs> this is Jim to a T, he brought this uh, container of other uh, blades for the box cutter, and he set them in a drawer, and he says, if anybody ever needs a blade, they can use mine. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. That's just how Jim was. And uh, so he pitched in, and that's my first point. Jim, Jim wanted to help. More than anything else, he was a helper. So this went on for a while. So I had him on, this was Tuesday afternoons is when he came to help me. So I had him on Tuesdays. Then he said, what else do you need help with? I said, well, Jim, we, we picked up this food. We've got to give it out now. We do that on Wednesdays. And he says, I'll be there. What do you want me to do? I said, well, you can sack groceries. Okay, I'll do that. I'd love to do that. And that's what he did. And he came in and sacked groceries for a while. And then he got to looking, and he noticed that when somebody would come in for food, we would have them over to the side, and we would talk to them. And he says, well, Donnie, what are y'all doing there? I mean, what's going on there with those people? And he says, well, Jim, I says, we, uh, we find out what's going on in their life, and we, we pray for them if they need prayers. We kind of share our faith, and we try to show them God's love in the, uh, in the in- interim while we're interviewing them. And... Uh, he goes, where do I sign up? <laughs> he goes, that's what I want to do. And so I said, well, Jim, I says, you know, it's, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds like. I says, you, you're going to get all kinds of people to come to you. I says, there's going to be people that are, are very poor, very needy. 
And there's going to be people that's very selfish. There's going to be people that, that are unfortunately hooked on drugs. There's going to be people that are confused about their, their sexual gender. I says, you're going to come across all kinds of people. And I says, and all, all we ask is, is that, that, that you respect and you honor people and make them feel comfortable in coming to our benevolent center. I can do that. And Jim did. And Jim loved it. And he was so good at it. He was so good at it, he co-signed for a car loan for one of our neighbors. <laughs> Dave, he remembers that. And it really turned out bad, and Jim was so worried. And Jim couldn't afford to do that, but that's how Jim was. And, and Jim did that. And that finally got resolved, and I was so glad. <laughs> you know. But it just shows me that Jim and Helen loved people. And so time went by, and Jim loved that work. And we started a, a worship service over there. And so Jim says, well, Donnie, where do I sign up? <laughs> and so I've already had him on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I says, well, Jim, I'll put you in the rotation. I says, we'll let you do communion talk. I'll do it. He, he loved it. And he just he would come over and give some of the most thoughtful communion talks. And... He, he was just so good at it because he loved people so much and, and loved what he doing, what he was doing. And so we, we got to the point where we needed some more speakers. So I asked Jim, I said, Jim, would, would you like to preach and teach? And I, I thought he was like a little dog wigging his tail. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. And so we put Jim in the rotation to do that. And he was so excited. And he would, he'd give me his outline two weeks ahead of time. <laughs> I've been working on my talk. I'm ready to go, Donnie. And I'd fold it up. We'd put outlines, copies of the outlines in the food. I mean, he would just, he just loved doing that. And, and this is where Helen started pitching in then. Because every time Jim would come over there to teach and, and to preach, Helen would come with him. Now, I have to tell you this. I hope you're enjoying the comfort of your seats here. They're comfortable. They're not comfortable over there. <laughs> and Helen would come every time and sit there, and Davey's smiling, I know, he's thinking about this, and she would sit there, and she couldn't hear good because she had a little transmitter that she used in here, and we didn't have that equipment over there to help her, so she couldn't hear very good. But she would sing, and just she would just love to worship over there. And the most important thing Helen did was that our neighbors that would come worship with us, Helen would love on them. And she just enjoyed being there, and it's another part of, of service that she enjoyed doing. And when we closed that worship down that day, I didn't tell anybody we were doing that, and that day I made that announcement because I knew it would kind of hurt some people's feelings maybe, and, and Jim stood up and told everybody there, he says, you know, the good thing about this is that now... I'm going from getting to see you maybe once a month. He goes, I get to see you every Sunday now. And that's the way Jim was. And Jim and Helen, they lived life with faith and confidence and with a spirit of service. What a great example they were. I want to close my part of this with a reading from Psalms 40, 1 through 5. And what I really love to do is find scripture that really 
speaks of the people that we're trying to honor. And, and this passage particularly, I think, really speaks well of Jim and Helen. I waited patiently for the Lord. Jim and Helen look forward to that day when they reunited with God. Let there be no mistake. They did not fear it. They awaited it eagerly. He inclined to me and heard my cry. Jim and Helen believed in the power of prayer. I've already mentioned that. He drew me up from the pit of destruction and out of my miry bog and set my feet on rock, making my steps secure. Jim and Helen were so appreciative of what God had done for them. And because of their relationship with God is why they were so secure in their walk in life. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Jim and Helen loved to worship. My goodness. I remember when we first had to shut down, Jim goes, ain't no governor going to tell me I can't go to church. (laughs) And that was just Jim. They just loved it. They loved being here with us, and they loved it to be able to worship. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. They trusted God. They trusted each other. They were such a team. How, how beautiful to be able to honor them together. I, you can't think of Jim without Helen. You can't think of Helen without Jim. And because of their faith, they were such a powerful team together. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and who does not turn to the proud, to, whose, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. And that's certainly how Jim felt about God. I will proclaim and tell of, tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. They were always ready to tell others how God had blessed them in their life. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the life of Jim and Helen, and we thank you for bringing them in into our lives. You are a great God. You do tremendous things through people, and Jim and Helen are a great example of that. I just ask for peace for their family, Father, and I thank you. Thank you that we will have a chance to reunite with Jim and Helen again, and I'm so excited about that. We love you so much. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Khalil Gibran, I believe, stated it very well as he wrote these words titled, On Friendship. Your friend is your needs answered. He is your field which you sow with love and reap with thanksgiving. And he is your board and your fireside. For you come to him with your hunger and you seek him for peace. When your friend speaks his mind, you fear not the nay in your own mind, nor do you withhold the a. And when he is silent, your heart ceases not to listen to his heart. For without words in friendship, all thoughts, all desires, all expectations are born and shared with joy that is unacclaimed. When you part from your friend, you grieve not. For that which you love most in him may be clearer in his absence, as the mountain to the climber is clearer from the plain. And let there be no purpose in friendship save the deepening of the spirit. For love that seeks ought not but the disclosure of its own mystery is not love, but a net cast forth, and only the unprofitable is caught. So let your best be for your friend. If he must know the ebb of your tide, let him know its flood also. For what is your friend that you should seek him with hours to kill? Seek him always with hours to live. For it is his to fill your need, but not your emptiness. And in the sweetness of the friendship, let there be laughter and sharing of pleasures. For in the dew of little things, the heart finds its morning, and it is always refreshed. If Jim and Helen knew you, you were their friend. I want to share a few thoughts that have been given me from members of our congregation here and those precious memories that we just sang about that they had of Jim and Helen. We will miss Jim and Helen very much. In fact, we already do. They were such good examples of a Christian couple and how to love unconditionally. We will miss Helen's beautiful birthday cards. They were loving kind and wise. I know they are together now in some special place that only God could have prepared for them. This from Nina Crow. I remember so many wonderful things about Jim and Helen, but most of all, their love for West Irwin and all the members. They were such encouragers and lived their life, so you felt good after being in their presence. I appreciate the years of Jim's leadership and young at heart. They truly had a servant's heart. They will be missed by old and young alike, and I am so thankful for the years we had together here at West Irwin. A dear sister in Christ, Jean Mormon, says this, Helen and I would meet in the foyer before Bible class on Sunday mornings, there wouldn't be many people in the foyer, so she and I would give each other a big hug, and we would remember songs we sang when we were just young girls. Not only would we remember them, we would actually sing them in the foyer of the church. Songs like, 
I drop my dolly in the dirt and playmates and many other songs. I will miss her dearly. Susie Carnathan called me last night and she says, I know this is late, Davy, but I just need to share this. Donnie and I will always remember the special cards from Helen. For our birthdays, our anniversaries, our illnesses, really any special occasion. And this, Susie had to say about Jim. Every Sunday morning that he saw me, he would reach out, shake my hand, and say, Well, hello, precious. These words from Frances McBee, our church secretary, such a sweet, sweet lady. I have such sweet memories of two wonderful people now in heaven together. Always looking forward to Helen's uh, hugs and I love you every Sunday. I always enjoyed talking to Jim when he would come into the church office. And what could be more special than Helen's beautiful cards? And finally, these words from Mary and Robert Lee. Who would have thought that our decision to invite Helen and Jim to join us for our small group dinner would lead to an instant bond that is almost hard to imagine? They were visiting West Irwin on a Sunday night for the first time, and we had never met them before. They made such an impact on our lives from that evening on, and we soon found many ways to show our Christian love for one another. They really made us feel almost like family. We have been blessed so many times by their thoughtfulness and acts of love. Helen delighted in showering us with cards, as she did for many others. She delighted in planning our small birthday celebrations. I could always expect a phone call from her if, for some reason, we were not at church service. She wanted to make sure that we were just okay. We witnessed their deep devotion to each other as they struggled with health problems. Jim amazed us at his determination to resume his role at the Benevolent Center and to care for Helen even after he had suffered a stroke. When we and other church members tried to assist him and drive Helen to her eye appointments in the Dallas area, he only permitted that for a short time and let us know right away that he could handle it, and he did it quietly without our being aware of her next appointments. It's still so hard to imagine how the two of them accomplished so much, both at church and at their home. They loved the Young at Heart Fellowship. Church attendance was at the top of their list as the way a Christian should live. Helen often was in lots of pain, but that didn't prevent her from being at church. Jim didn't let his health problems interfere with his benevolent work or attending every church service. We so miss our dear friends but we know that they are being rewarded for the wonderful lives they lived. They really left us an example to follow. And I might say this about Jim and Helen. As a minister, I'm often encouraged by many people, as all of our ministers are. But Jim and Helen were two of the finest examples of people who truly encouraged not only ministers, but all people. They loved the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength, and with all their mind.
Got to get the other set on here. If you didn't know, my name is uh, James L. Boyd, Jr. Um, Jim and Helen Boyd walked hand in hand throughout life. Jim and Helen Boyd continued to walk together for eternity. Upon hearing the words, well done, my good and faithful servants, Helen passed away December 29th, 2021. And Jim joined her on January 4th of 2022. Whether they were known as Jim and Helen, Mom and Dad, Grandma and Grandpa, or Grammy and Jimbo, they left an imprint on all that they encountered. James Leon Boyd was born and raised in Cheyenne, Wyoming. He graduated from East High School after graduation, he served 11 years in the United States Navy, whereupon he became proficient in computer programming. Uh, we had, uh, me and my spouse, we had the privilege of graduating from the same high school. Subsequently, he attended Bear Valley Bible Institute School of Biblical Studies in Denver, Colorado for two years before finishing his degree at Magnolia Bible College in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Jim enjoyed solving programming issues and was sought after by numerous corporations, even spending several months in New Delhi, India, working for Dow Chemical. This allowed him to interact with people from all over the world, where his patience and calming spirit made him an icon in this, in this field that he was so great at. When he wasn't solving computer problems, Jim's favorite pastime was teaching Jesus, both formerly in the form of benevolence outreach Bible class teacher, full-time and part-time, and also from the pulpit. Besides being identified by his kind servant heart, Jim was known for his passion for his family, especially his beloved bride, Helen. Jim is survived by his son, James L. Boyd, Jr., and his wife, Barbara. Boyd of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, Jim's daughters, it's uh, Tamala Jane, Jean uh, Guyatt of Rivera, Riviera, Texas, and Pamela Jane and her husband Kenny Moore of Wichita, Kansas, as well as he has 11 grandchildren and 22 great-grandchildren. He's also survived by his sister, Geraldine Brown, from Apache Junction, Arizona, and his brother, Richard, which still lives in Cheyenne. Helen Bernice Boyd was born in Knoxville, Tennessee, and moved to Detroit, Michigan at the age of 12. After graduating from Detroit High School, Helen attended Detroit Bible School for two years, 
receiving an associate's degree in education. Furthermore, after two, two of her girls were grown, Helen studied business in order to open her own store, Village Bridal and Fashion Gallery in Carroll, Michigan. And it was quite a sight. That was a great store. In her, in her leisure time, Helen played golf. Uh, she was in a local bowling league and became proficient in creating uh, several ceramic pieces and loved to spend time laughing with family and friends. After 25 years of managing her store, Helen sold the business so she and Jim could spend more time with each other, their family, and serving others. She is survived by her daughters, Andrea Hawkins of Greenwich, Connecticut, and Anne and her husband, Randy Fidel of Tyler, Texas, as well as seven grandchildren and four great-grandchildren. Today, Helen and Jim first faithfully attended, or together that is, <laughs> attended um, and served at the Center Road Church of Christ in Saginaw, Michigan, followed by the Sewell Church of Christ in Jackson, Mississippi. And then, of course, you know, Shiloh Road Church of Christ here in Tyler, and this uh, wonderful church here, West Irwin Church of Christ in Tyler. Helen was known for designing hundreds of uplifting personal cards and organized her own personal mail ministry, while Jim was passionate about working with the West Urban Benevolence Center. They both loved interacting socially with the young at heart at West Urban Church of Christ, as well as visiting and ministering to those that are shut in. The family is asking that in lieu of flowers, to have love and donations be made to Grace Community High School here in Tyler, Texas. This is to honor Jim and Helen's love for Christian education. The family would like the funds to set up with the dream of building a small chapel on the campus where all may enter for a time alone with God to have their little one-on-one -on -one discussions with our Savior. Thank you.
poet has written, I know not where his islands lift, their fronded palms in air. I only know I cannot drift beyond his love and care. Our Jim and Helen understood that, and even more believed it, that they could never drift beyond the love and care of their Savior. And scripture, of course, affirms that. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Psalm 1, 16, verse 15. Precious is exactly the word I would use to describe Jim and Helen Boyd, and apparently it's the word that they used on so many of their family and others as well. We truly were precious in their sight, and they certainly were in ours. They were precious to their loved ones, precious to their church family and friends, precious to their Savior, and faithful, and working, 
and servants. They were always serving and working for their Lord, serving in his church. In Revelation chapter 14, we find these words, Then I heard a voice from heaven say, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor, for their deeds will follow them. And certainly we have heard already many of the deeds of Jim and Helen Boyd. Jim had a heart for evangelism. He wanted to win souls for Christ. He wanted to share the message of God, the loving story of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection with anyone that he possibly could and in any way that he possibly could, whether it was at the Benevolent Center sharing the message and the love of Christ, whether it was here in some of our Bible classes and even in our worship assemblies as well, in Bible correspondence courses, uh, he was constantly teaching and wanting to teach even more. I remember one time Jim and I were talking about uh, the very simple and easy to understand doctrine of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and uh, as we talked more and more about that, Jim said, well, you know, I've studied a little bit about that. And then he gives me, I don't know how many pages and pages and pages of his study on the Holy Spirit. And that became uh, a point of contact and conversation with us. Whenever I would mention or speak about the Holy Spirit in lessons, he would always say how much he appreciated that and you think you could do more of that, Bill, something like that. Always a great encourager to me personally, always a wonderful, wonderful Bible servant and student himself that led forth into being a Bible teacher. And of course, our our Helen, how we love and miss her, miss her smile, and said she was the funniest person I've ever met, and I don't doubt that in the least. She um, was really the heart and soul of our Young at Heart ministry. Uh, she would send out uh, emails announcing upcoming events, or just if there hadn't been anything for a while, um, she would send something out, and it would have a funny, it would have a comic in it, it would have some something that she would offer for encouragement, especially during those days when we weren't uh, able to have a lot of activities because of the pandemic. Uh, she would constantly make sure that people received that encouragement. She was a part of our encouragement card ministry. You'll see the little blue cards on the back of the pew in front of you. And those are encouragement cards that our folks can fill out and, and send to individuals. And, and Helen was uh, more than happy to take her turn mailing those out uh, for folks. But as you've heard and as you likely know and have been the recipient of, she had her own encouragement card ministry. She would make those wonderful cards and she would send them out. And it might be a birthday, it might be an anniversary, it might be a thinking of you if you hadn't been feeling well or if you were going through some health issues or if she just wanted to spread some encouragement and cheer, you would receive one of those unique homemade um, Helen Boyd cards. And I believe it was Anne that uh, sent some of those out even after uh, her mother's passing because of course, Helen was a month or two ahead 
Um, and it was very touching for several of our members, as they told me, in the next few weeks, you'll never believe who I got a card from this week. And it was our sister, Helen Boyd. She was a great encouragement to me. She always wanted, both of them, of course, but Helen as well, wanted that word preached and encouraged and was very supportive uh, of all of our ministers, as uh, Davy said, of our wonderful elders, one of whom led our prayer uh, earlier uh, during the military ceremony, Galen Sigler. They were a great source of encouragement, an example, and um, wonderful servants of the Lord. And I think it's because of their belief in that resurrection that we've sung about today, that looking ahead to that time when um, uh, the Lord would come and they also would haste the day and pray that the Lord would haste that day when faith will be sight, when the clouds will be rolled back like a scroll and the trump resound and the Lord descend and are being together with the Lord forever. And I think it's because of that firm belief that they did so much for the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That statement comes at the end of a whole chapter about the resurrection. And that's why our hope in the Lord is not in vain. And that's why we always give ourselves fully to his work. Both Jim and Helen loved being with the church and worshiping with their brothers and sisters in Christ, who they loved so dearly. The pandemic brought a long time of disappointment and even loss to them. For Jim and Helen, it truly was a loss. It was as if they had lost multiple family members all at once because they couldn't be here, and when they did come back, others could not be here. Truly, Jim and Helen lived out these feelings and words from the inspired writer of the book of Hebrews. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. When we first, we were um, closed down to online only here at West Irwin for uh, five weeks, five Sundays. We had online services and we tried to keep in contact as best we could. And then when we opened back up, it was just a small, small group, but I'm pretty sure that Jim and Helen were in that first group. And I remember even still, even just recently, talking with Jim and Helen after worship service and receiving their encouraging words and talking to Helen Boyd 
and with tears in her eyes, she would look at me and she would hold on to me and she would say, Bill, when is everyone going to come back? When are they going to come back? She missed her church family deeply, deeply. As Jesus met with his closest disciples just before his own death, he encouraged them with these very well-known words, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jim and Helen Boyd believed that deeply. And that's why they lived their lives the way they lived them. You could see that faith that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one can come to the Father except through him. You could see that they believed that by how they lived their lives, how deeply they loved their family, how deeply they loved their church, how deeply they wanted to share that message of the one way to the Father. And so now these great words in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Jim and Helen believed that. That was their life goal. And they loved life. I think these pictures showed that they loved life. They loved the church. They loved their family. They loved God's word. But they loved life. They truly enjoyed life. And what a blessing it is to have known them. And so I'd like to close before prayer with these words one more time, but with apologies to the Apostle Paul. to share them as if it were Jim and Helen speaking. We have fought the good fight. We have finished the race. We have kept the faith. Now there is in store for us the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to us on that day, and not only to us, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Let us bow for prayer. Father, we praise you as the way, the truth, and the life. We praise you, Father, for giving your Son to show us that way, to reveal that truth, to bring us that life. And we praise you because the price was so high the price of your own son. And now, Father, he is the way to you. And we're so grateful. That Holy Spirit, that it continues his presence, your presence with us today, that Jim loved so deeply, believed in so strongly. Father, we praise you for that presence in our lives today. 
And Father, we're so thankful for that smile that Helen shared constantly, for the tears that they had, for the lost, for the suffering. We pray, Father, that you would accept our gracious thanksgiving and praise for the lives of Jim and Helen Boyd, for the opportunity that we all had to be around them, to see what real love and real service and real joy looked like. And so, Father, now we pray for this family and we ask your blessings upon them, not only now but in the days and weeks and years ahead, that they will be encouraged by knowing that great example that now they have as a heritage of faith in their own lives. And we pray, Father, today that you would help each of us to see the wonderful joy and love and service and devotion that Jim and Helen shared and be moved, Father, to do the same, to follow their example as they followed the example of Christ. Father, we pray your blessings upon this gathering, upon those that are watching online, those that will watch at a later date. And we ask, Father, your blessing upon the time and the food and the blessing that we will be to each other today, the encouragement that will be offered because of the love that you have for us, first of all, and because of the love that Jim and Helen shared with each of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This time the family is going to be dismissed to our Family Life Center, which is on the other side of West Irwin Street, just to the north of this main facility. Once they have been able to uh, exit this auditorium, they'll make their way there, and all are welcomed uh, to go over there and visit some with them. There will be some refreshments uh, there served uh, as well. If you wouldn't mind, please stand while the family... Uh, exit the auditorium. If you have not been able to sign the uh, register in the foyer, we encourage you to do that as we depart today as well. You're dismissed.